This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Do you ever have that part to where you go, look, I know what I should be doing, and I know that eating whatever it is that's in your hand is probably not a good idea, and then you do it anyway. Well, I asked Tracy from Self Made You, why is it we do that? and she's going to give us an answer. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it thin. Won't tell you lies. The last time I released a podcast, it was February. It is May as I record this. Holy cow. The only kind of good news about that is, number one, I am down a pound, which sounds great, except that was uh, March, April, and May is, okay, so we're looking at two months, and I lost, I'll, I'll take a pound. That's great. One thing I do want to throw in here, my aunt is 94, sharp as attack mentally, and pretty much used to drive herself around, everything like that, fell this past week and broke her back. Now she's going to be okay. They fused a bunch of stuff together. But I say this to say that we all don't know how long we got on this planet, and we need to start taking care of our bodies because she kind of did, and she's in great shape. And if she was had been overweight or whatever or, you know, I'm just like, it's hard to get our brains on that. And that's the next episode I'm going to do is how it doesn't work for me. Look, I know, I know that 90 year old Dave is screaming at me going, quit drinking Mountain Dew. What are you doing? You idiot. You know, I realize that old Dave right now is like, it's not a good choice. No. So I've got to figure out a way to listen to old Dave. So that when I am old Dave, and there's nothing I can do about that, I am eventually going to be old Dave, that I'm like, ah, so I'm glad that that young Dave listened to me. So that's where I'm headed in the future. What we're talking about today is why do I do the things that I know are not good for me? And I know it. You got that little demon on your shoulder. What's up with that? So I met Tracy from Self Made You. Now, I got to spell the website here. It's self dash made you. And you is the letter U dot com. Self dash made letter U dot com. 
and you're going to hear a little bit of her story. And she helps me answer that question along with like, well, who do I believe and what's the deal? She's really awesome. And uh, I was great to interview her. So Tracy, thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. And I was reading your bio. You were in advertising for 20 years. Sounds like you were having a blast. Obviously, if you're doing it for 20 years, when did you know you wanted to jump ship and get into life coaching and helping people to to lose weight? I knew that there was definitely a calling for me to do something more. And I really, truly believe that if you are going to conclude a relationship, whether that's with another human being or an employer, whatever it is, a big life change, do it when you're most happy. Really, don't leave things. Don't close those doors in an unhappy state. Do it when you are at at the peak. And I did that. And it was really scary. And thank God I have a husband who believes in me because I'm not sure I could have stood by and watched my spouse walk away from an executive level, you know, role at a at an advertising agency and but he did and and here I am. So I spent a lot of my career really mentoring other people and building that culture. It's a fun fun environment to be in. I'm sure you can imagine and you're amongst all these creative people which makes life so interesting. But I really loved the mentoring aspect of my role and knew that Whatever was next in my journey, it was going to have an element of mentoring, consulting, something like that. Yeah. After 20 years, I would say the biggest the the biggest reason why I chose that particular time was because my kids were in high school. I was starting to see that light at the end of the tunnel of them getting ready to leave the nest. And quite honestly, I had been gone from home for so long. I was, I had an hour long commute on both ends and really long days. And I thought, gosh, if I don't do it now, I'm going to really miss out on probably some of the most fun years of their life. So I left the industry at the exact same time they were starting their you know final years within high school and it couldn't have been more perfect and so why the the weight loss and and life coaching and do you have a specialty or do you just kind of do it all or yeah so i pursued a certification in life coaching i had my own life coach who made a huge impact on me really helped me understand my own mind my own thinking and how it results in my own experience and I believed in the concepts, but I didn't know them well enough to actually teach them. And so I knew I was going to be mentoring in some capacity. And I thought this could be a really good skill set to layer on. And my deepest desire is to help people start purpose-driven businesses. That's very meaningful to me. And so that's where my life coach, that was the genesis of my life coaching. So I layered on life coaching with helping women primarily start purpose-driven businesses. And as it would be, I was going through my own weight loss journey and all of my social media started to reflect a shrinking life coach. (laughs) And so I had more people start to get curious about that and ask me about that. And here five years later, coaching more people on weight loss than any other topic out there. And I will say that the foundation of every thing I coach on, it all starts at the level of your mind. So there really is, there's very few boundaries that I have on me as a life coach. 
because everything you think is generating the feelings that have you showing up or behaving in such a way, whether it's overeating or whether it's arguing with a spouse, it all starts at the level of your mind. So I can quite effectively show my clients their mind and we can create change and we can also create things that they once thought impossible or that was never actually even on their radar. So it's really fun. Well, the the fun thing about the mind is sometimes we don't see things that we should, but at other times, like it's 1115 and you, there's a voice in your head that goes, why are you pouring? You know, it's, it's a quarter to mid, you know, you got 45 minutes till bedtime and you're pouring milk on cereal. Like you probably shouldn't be eating this. And then you like, well, and then you lie to yourself, you know, oh, one bowl of cereal won't hurt or whatever it is. So how do we get out of that conundrum when we know it's wrong, but we do it anyway? Yeah. I like to teach the, like, my clients, I like to tell them that you have two parts of your brain. And if you just stick with me for a minute, one scientific part, we call it the prefrontal cortex. That's the decision making part of your brain. The other part is what I call the primitive part of your brain. And God created that in an attempt to keep you safe. Well, we're really not in a lot of danger these days. Like we're not trying to outrun saber toothed tigers and all that good stuff. But yet our primitive brain is still firing off all of these thoughts like you're going to starve if you don't get up and out of bed and go eat a bowl of cereal at 11.15. So not true, but our brain is still thinking in more primitive terms. So what we want to do is we want to flip the switch. We want to turn on that prefrontal cortex. And I like to call it your prodigy brain. It's the more extraordinary part of your brain to make decisions ahead of time about why we don't want to get up out of bed at 11, 15, 11, and go pour a bowl of cereal. So you have to be more intentional. The primitive part of your brain is very reactive. It's very unintentional. The prodigy part of your brain, very intentional. You can make decisions ahead of time for yourself. So you have to understand the difference between the two, make sense of it, so that you can apply that sense and get closer to what it is that you want. I I could sit and talk all day long to clients, but until they actually apply and they see it, the kind of the architecture of their thought process work out for themselves, it's very difficult to really understand it. So I like applied learning versus just sitting back and listening to the words. Well, yeah, and I always say, when you do something that's maybe not that beneficial to your weight loss efforts, we have a tendency to really just beat ourselves up if we step on the scale the next day. And I always say, well, you are kind of practicing doing, and I hate to use the word wrong because it triggers people, but if you're doing something that's not smart, uh, you're going to get better at it. So that's I'm with you. When I start doing the right thing and you start to see the results you're looking for, that's like, if I just keep doing this. Yeah. And for me, I'm good for about three weeks. What, for me, my brain starts to believe the lie of, okay, good for you. You've gone almost a whole month without any soda, and you haven't hit McDonald's once and blah, blah, blah. And then that little voice in your head goes, well, well you could have one can of Mountain Dew. Yeah. Why Why do we fall for that trick? Is that just our uh, that same brain that's just tricking us again? It, yeah, that's your primitive brain. Being very reactive. We often react to those that kind of thinking. It's very fear-based thinking. 
like, if you don't have this right now, something horrible is going to happen. And so we're like, okay, we're all in. But if you make a decision ahead of time, and I, and so just listen to this, Dave, it's not, I'm not going to ever have another pop again. I'm actually, or a soda, depends on where you're at in the world. It's more about making a decision about when and where, like with your prefrontal cortex. So you're making very well-informed decisions. It's not about restriction. It's not this all or nothing. It's let's make very intelligent, well-informed decisions that we're actually responding to instead of reacting from. Does that make sense? So our primitive brain has us reacting and it almost never ends well. It never is quite getting us to what it is that we want. But if you've learned to respond to those thoughts by, hey, I hear you, I know what's happening. That's fine. Those thoughts can be there. I'm not suggesting that they shouldn't be there. They should. We're all human. We're all going to have them. What I'm suggesting that we work on, like practicing is not reacting to them, just responding. That's what that is. Yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to jump out out of bed because I'm not really going to die if I don't eat right now. (laughs) Yeah, I know for me, when I start doing math, when I start going, well, let's see this, whatever I'm going to eat was X amount of calories. So if I were to tap on a treadmill and divide that by two, unless, and like, wait, if you're doing math, you're, you're about to make a bad decision. <laughs> That's just the way it works. Yeah. All right. I'm jumping in here. It seems like you do the hokey pokey. You turn yourself around. Who knows what to believe? Because, well, that's what it's all about, and it's not working. So we're going to find out what Tracy says works right after this. When it comes to food tracking, there's a new name in town, and that is Chronometer. It's a great app that gives you tons of stats, and their database is a whole lot more accurate than things like MyFitnessPal. Oh, and it's cheaper. One of my favorite things is if I have a food that's not in the database, I simply scan the label, and the software inputs the information for you. You can check out Chronometer by going to LogicalLoss.com slash food tracking. That's LogicalLoss.com slash food tracking. Have you checked out the Logical Weight Loss Resources section? We have things like calorie trackers, breath analyzers, water reminders, weight loss challenges, scales, fitness trackers, habit reinforcement, mental health, weight training. If you have sore muscles, we've got resources for that. Some of my favorite books, our favorite supplements, it's all there. Go over to LogicalLoss.com slash resources. What if you took the accountability of Weight Watchers and combined it with the support of a like-minded community and the spark of a weight loss challenge? Well, you can find out at monthlychallenge.fit. The next challenge starts on the 1st. Use the coupon code NOW100 to get your first month free. Go to monthlychallenge.fit. read somewhere recently that if you are trying to do some sort of weight loss that really I forget the article I wish I could quote it but it said basically roughly 80% of your success is based on your diet but yet we all focus on exercise mm-hmm. um because if we you know go sweat for 10 minutes it feels like we're we should expect miracles or something like that yeah. and likewise we we get that with well some of us carbs are the devil other things are no, no, just, you know, live on bacon. That's it. Yeah. Um, so how do you know what to believe? Yeah, I think that's such a good question. And I think that 
you have to know yourself. This, my company, Self Made You, is literally, it is a curriculum that is based on understanding you mentally, emotionally, physically, and metabolically. So I believe that it looks like taking your blood, looking at how you react, how you uniquely react to things that you're eating, because nobody knows that. You can't just guess that. You need to see the data. So again, our primitive brain likes to make decisions based on drama. Our prodigy brain makes decisions based on data. So two totally different results. So I like to say, how do you know what diet's going to work for you? Go out and try the different diets. Maybe low carb is great for you, low refined carbs, but maybe not. Some people love the carnivore diet and some people love vegan diets. It's and and when I say love it, it's they're loving the results that they're getting. They like the way that they feel. Like metabolically, they can see the glucose numbers balance out. They know that they're insulin um, sensitive and not insulin resistant, which you can see all of that through monitoring your blood. Very easy. And you can strip away all of the drama when you're looking at the facts. I would say at its simplest, take note, try something, give it 10 to 14 days and make note of how you're feeling mentally, emotionally, physically. That's a great place to start because if you're working against your own will, if you're like, okay, I'm going to eat plant-based for the next <laughs> forevermore, but yet you're totally bloated and you absolutely hate plants. Is that going to be sustainable? No. So it's taking note on how your body is uniquely reacting to what it is that you're giving it. And I would say make note on a lot of different levels, physically, mentally, emotionally, and metabolically. Yeah, I tried something recently and the first day wasn't was not easy. But the second day, my brain was just like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do this on a – and it was the uh, – it's something to do with 5-2, where five days you eat normal, two days you have a pretty extreme fast. And they give you this little pouch of smoothies, and by the end of the day, I'd eaten like 600 calories when I'm usually clocking in around 1,900. And it was just a matter of like these little smoothies were basically so you weren't just having your stomach go all day. But on the other hand, it was hard not to – it was hard to get your your brain in the game of to whatever you're doing because all the time you're like going, okay, I'm not starving, but I could use a sandwich about now. Yeah. And I just went, the first day it was okay. I was like, ah, I wasn't that bad. And the second day I was like, yeah, this is probably not going to work for me in the long run. Yeah. But I tried it, you know, and I guess if I wanted to, I could look at that first day and go, yeah, but I did do one day. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I think that and, there is something to be said for doing your own research, understanding the benefits of the good fats understanding the benefits of really limiting sugar and flour. Sugar and flour are both pretty toxic man-made substances. And I, I don't think there's very many people are, that can argue right now that they're actually good for you. They they fuel the cravings. They do a lot of damage to our metabolic health. Whereas good fats, they satiate you. Your brain prefers to operate off of fat. You think better, more clearly, your moods are more stable, your energy is heightened. So I personally subscribe to a low refined carb, pretty moderate in protein and high in good fats. And that works for me. And but I do have quite a few clients that they are vegan or they are lactose intolerant. And so it takes out some of the heavy 
or like the good fats that we recommend. So you have to play with it a little bit. But ultimately, none of that matters if you don't have a managed mind. I truly believe that. You have to have a managed mind before you ever get to the checklist of what it is that you're actually going to eat or not eat. It all starts with how you're thinking and feeling about your weight loss journey. So how do you get rid of the little guy on your shoulder who's been with you the whole time and says, I told you it wasn't going to work. Oh, sure. You're going to lose weight this time. Just like you said you were the other 37 times. Let me guess. Is this the popcorn or the lemonade diet or what are you going to do? Oh, sure. Go. You know, you've got that little voice in your head. Yeah. Sometimes he just won't shut up. Yeah. And so those old stories, like I've never been able to succeed in a diet. I, I always quit. Those are just thought errors. Those are thought loops that you're buying into. And because you consistently think the same thing and feel the same defeat before you've even really started, of course, you're going to keep getting the same result. So I would first like really look at the unintentional thinking that's going on that you're reacting from and just know that it's not your fault. You're not broken. There's no morally wrong with you. It's just that you're not managing your mind. You're operating from like you're running on default on those primitive brain thoughts. That's an old story. That little guy on your shoulder, that's an old story. Let's Mm. like narrate a new story. You are the curator of that story. We all sit in the driver's seat of our own thoughts, but most people don't know that. They think that whatever runs through that little brain of theirs is like gospel. They believe it to be true. And it's not. It's usually coming from our primitive brain, which is meant to keep us safe. So it's overly dramatic. Yeah. How does that make, how does that make you feel? I can never, right. It's, or I should have, my my clients always giggle when uh, we're talking about the thoughts that they're having and there's certain prompts that I can give them to pull it out. And they're like, I should have done this and I should have done that. And I'm like, all right, listen, you're shitting all over yourself and this is not going to (laughs) work. Yeah, so we always get a few chuckles out of that. (laughs) But the shoulds, yeah, it's part of that extreme vocabulary that is not helpful. Mm, That's a good point. Overly, yeah, because it's always like, and that's where you get into extremes. Well, like, it's not like I'm never going to have, you know, use words like always and never, all those extreme words. So I can't ever have another Mountain Dew, you know, so which just triggers you. Some people love to fast. I am right now getting into it because it's kind of a weird gamification thing. Like when, like when I had my, the thing that kind of helped me with the bowl of cereal, cause I was like, well, I'm either a, I'm going to lie to the app and I don't want to lie to the app cause I want the app to have good data. And I, and I was like, and I'll have to reset my, cause I'd already said I, you know, I quit eating at seven o'clock. It was like, okay, I'm good. I'm on my fast. And I was like, oh, you have to end your fast. And I was like, all right, are you going to lie and, and let the app think you didn't eat? I'm like, no, I, I promised I wouldn't do that. So for me, I kind of like it. I know other people scream, oh, no, you're letting your metabolism fall to sleep when you don't eat for, you know, X amount of hours and things like that. So that's another one. Is this how do you decide, you know, who's right or wrong? Or is it are we just back to try it and see what happens? I would say that just really be mindful of the myths that are out there. We're constantly taking in our messaging that's either direct or indirect, right? So the diet industry has provided a whole lot of messaging around metabolism and 
breakfast is the most important meal of the day and that we should be eating five, six, even seven meals <laughs> throughout the day. And it's that is Unfortunately, sadly, that is the standard American diet right now is that we're eating six times a day. We never give our insulin time to balance out. And when insulin is present in our bloodstream, we can't burn fat, period. That is a scientific fact. So you want your insulin to bottom out. You want to lower it as much as you can. So you cannot be eating anything that spikes your blood glucose because what insulin does, it's bringing down any sort of blood glucose spike. So sugar, flour, anything refined is going to spike your blood glucose, which then your pancreas releases insulin to bring it down. Exactly. What would you say if you had to pick, you know, what do you think the number one thing is that people struggle with when it comes to weight loss? I would say (laughs) fear. Mm. It's, I would say it really does come down if it's, if I had to wrap it up into one, the number one, I would say it is they're afraid of an emotion, which really does boil down to loss or it's, I would say it's a, it's some iteration of fear. And so you have to get to the root cause of what is, what are you so, are you afraid of failing? Because what's the worst thing that can happen? You learn. From it, let's just get real here. But I would say that it almost always boils down to fear, and it's probably rooted in fear of failing. And my sister is on staff with Self Made You, and she's a clinical psychologist. So, of course, she always wants to look way back into people's past and figure out why they're afraid. And I'm a life coach. So I like to just start with where we're at now and let's just go for it. Let's just go after whatever it is that we're looking to achieve. And I'll leave all of the the therapy to her. But it is it truly is understanding what is it that you're afraid of? And do you really need to be afraid of that? And Again, that's why I said, Dave, it always starts at the level of your mind, because however you're feeling is going to have you in action, in action. It's either going to have you doing or not doing. And that's how we create our results Mm. by being in or not in action, period. So if you just reverse architect that, you'll quickly see that it is always a feeling that is driving our actions or our inactions. So the root cause a feeling, typically fear. Hmm. That's interesting. And I, I've also heard of people that in some cases will sabotage themselves because they're afraid of success because they've always been whatever, heavy, or I've always been this way. And again, that's their negative self-talk. Right. And so they'll sabotage because they're afraid because they've never been successful and they don't know what that looks like. And right. It's a fear of other people's opinions. We mm. I see that a lot too. Yeah. yeah. Fear of fear of losing the relationship that they had with food. That's a big one, too. It's abundant. It is almost always fear based. And but the reality of it is that you don't need to be afraid. It's just it's learning kind of your new lifestyle and how to be real about it. There is nothing to be afraid of. And as long as you look at it and look at the data and just try to strip away the drama, you'll quickly realize that there is nothing to be afraid of. And But it takes practice, like seeing your primitive brain thoughts for what they are and responding with a prodigy brain thought, that takes practice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Practice makes perfect, right? And perfect is sometimes, you know, 
hard to get to. But yes. uh, you had mentioned your company, Self Made You. You can find that at self made you.com. And it's, I didn't know, I didn't realize your sister was on staff. Tell us more about uh, what you offer there. Yeah. Like I said, it is steeped in coaching and we do have some programming. Our biggest program that we offer is called Self Made Mind and Body. It's a six month program that offers transformations mentally, emotionally, physically, and metabolically. So we teach you all of these things that I've been talking about tonight, about really looking at the data. I I talk about the four basics. It's S-E-L-F, because we're really clever. We're really clever like that. So the S is solving the mind math. It's understanding your thoughts and your emotions. The E is eating the foods that fuel you, uniquely you. The L is learning how to collect data so that you make decisions from data, not drama. And then the F is fasting. And we do the fasting not to be restrictive, but to balance out our hormones, specifically insulin. So that's a six-month program. We are putting people through that. We were doing four classes a year, and now we're starting people by the day. So it's a very effective program. You learn a lot about yourself. It's a curriculum on you, self-discovery, because I think that's what's sustainable. And then alongside of that, they get mental health assessments because we have a mental health expert on staff and then a lot of coaching, a lot of life coaching mixed mixed in. You hit one of my, I'm a big giant nerd. So when you said, you know, looking at data, what's your, what's some of your favorite tools to because I know there's 8 million different apps and I think you have an aura ring on. I have one and I have a, I also have an iWatch. I'm just, I'm a data nerd. So what's your, what's your favorite tools? Oh, wow. Well, I probably a CGM right now, a continuous glucose monitor. It's really cutting edge technology. You wear it on your arm. There's two manufacturers right now. Levels is one and NutriSense is the other. And I would say those two manufacturers are the manufacturers of the on the technology side, they actually partner with the continuous glucose monitor that's actually put on your body, but it monitors your blood glucose around the clock. So you don't have to do like the finger prick type um, glucose testing, which is very effective. I teach all of my clients how to do that. And for those who are really into the data and want to see, you know, the continuous um, not just the snapshot. That's a really great option. And they have apps and, you know, they give you your score, not unlike the Aura Ring. So yeah, you can kind of gamify it, but um, fascinating information. Like so many of us think that our blood glucose is spiked through ice cream, right? Well, yes, it is if it's made with sugar and or anything else that you might react to. Some people have blood glucose spikes from dairy, but you also have blood glucose spikes from your environment, from stress, you know, things like that, exercise. So you want to know those kind of things too. So it's fascinating. So I would say that's probably my favorite aura. The aura ring is a close second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always love it's It's weird. It's a fun way to wake up. And like one of the first thing I do is grab my phone. I'm like, all right, what kind of, Ooh, we're up to 84 on the sleep. All right. And then it's like, you need to take it easy. You, you know, did this and that. or And then it also will kick you in the butt. It's like, you haven't done any exercise in four days. Are you okay? It's like, so it's like, excellent. So, well, thanks again for, for coming on the show. Everybody go out and check out self-madeyou.com. Tracy, thanks so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Dave. 
If you're new to the show, I love me a good gadget. As I mentioned, I wear an aura ring. I have an iWatch. Uh, in the last couple episodes, I was doing stationary bikes that you fit under your desk. You can find those at LogicalLoss.com. This episode, you can find at LogicalLoss.com slash 448. And so I went looking for CGM's continuous glucose monitors. And you know what? Holy cow, you're looking at anywhere from 200 bucks a month up to $400 a month. And I found a bunch of different ones. The other thing I found out, because primarily I believe these are used by diabetics and almost all of them, like you can't go there and add it to the cart and check out. They want you to do some sort of questionnaire because I believe, now this is just my opinion, I think they want to see if you are in a certain shape that you could maybe, if you have it, get this paid for by insurance. I think that's what they're doing. But it seems like every time I went to a website, I had to fill out a survey and let them know how fat I was. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. And so I finally just Googled, hey, how much is NutriSense? And it turns out it's anywhere from 175 to 350 a month. And Levels was like $400 a month. You can't get that from their website. You have to go Google somebody who's been using it. Now, I thought about that. Even if it was, let's say, $300 a month, and I did it for six months, yes, that's almost $2,000. But if somebody said, hey, Dave, how would you like to find out what's working for you? And we can tell you exactly what is doing really bad things to your body so you can quit doing that. And maybe those things that you thought were bad that aren't that bad. I was like, you know what? That's not, you know, because in the end, right, we're going to end up paying for some doctor bill anyway if we keep going this direction. So something I'm looking into, I did uh, connect or I reached out to NutriSense. It was like, can I get one to play with? I do a podcast and so far I've gotten crickets. So I think, again, they're looking for people who will pay for this. And probably if you can't afford it, if you are in the kind of shape that this is needed by your doctor, in some cases you have to have a doctor's okay to use this. That that makes me a little nervous. But I do understand that this could really give you insights into how your body is reacting to your food choices. And that's one of the things I liked about Tracy. She kind of mentions like, look, you know, that uh, self, right? The solving was the mind map, understanding your mind, but the E was eating the food that uniquely fuels you, learn how to collect data. And so for me, before, my first thing was a Fitbit. I loved my Fitbit until the one day, and it was years. I used a Fitbit for years, and then one day my account got hacked, and that was the end of me at Fitbit, and I moved over to an iWatch. And then uh, fasting, I've been using a new app, called, I believe it's called self. Nope. It's called zero. And it's kind of reminds me when to go on a fast or not. So maybe we'll talk about that in the future. Cause I hear, you know, there is the argument of does fasting just turn off your metabolism or not. I know this, that when I fast, I find myself eating less calories and that's really kind of what I need to do. Like we said, we focus so much on exercise and really it's the diet that's doing the majority of damage. So one last comment on CGMs, uh, Sergio, who is one of our logical losers, go out to logicallosers.com and said that he had tried the Dexcom G6 
And if I use the Dexcom G6, it's not because Sergio said it. It's because one of the Jonas Brothers uses it. So, I mean, that's a reason to make health-affecting decisions is what celebrity is using it. And uh, he said, I like it, and I plan to use it every time I make changes to my diet to see how it's affecting my blood sugar levels and therefore also my insulin levels. Uh, and uh, which, of course, as Tracy mentioned, is kind of a fat-storing hormone. Says I like Dexcom better than Freestyle, as there's uh, blood sugar levels in virtually real time. You get it. Is it now? It's not cheap at all, which is what I said. He said I paid about six hundred dollars for the whole kit with three months of supply, but still a worthy investment, even for us battling with our diets for occasional monitoring of dietary changes or even current dietary habits. Freestyle has a new unit out now. Have not researched it yet to compare it with the Dexcom G6. So that's one of the fun parts of the logical losers. We kind of, what did you use? Oh, I like this. I like that. Along with uh, Motivation Mondays and Weigh In Wednesdays. So thanks so much for tuning in to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. And do what you can. This is where I talk to myself. Do what you can to move your health up the priority list because when you focus on your health, you make better choices. When you make better choices, the weight seems to go down. So you can do this. Just takes a little focus, takes a little dedication and a lot of patience. Take care. We'll see you again real soon. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the logical weight loss podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it thin.